Hey, this is Disability After Dark, the podcast that shines a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The opinions, language, and discussion expressed in Disability After Dark may be explicit. Listener discretion advised. My name's Andrew Gerza, and I will be your scintillating sexy host as we light up the conversation on sex and disability like never before, right here on Disability After Dark. Do you want to keep the conversation lit around sex and disability? Want to spark a conversation about something you heard on the show? Feel like shining some light on an issue that I haven't even thought of? You can do all that and get the inside scoop on what happens in my brain after dark by following me on Twitter at Andrew Gerza. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-G-U-R-Z-A. And be sure to use the hashtag DisabilityAfterDark all over your social media so we can shine light on sex and disability together. Well, hello there. On this very first episode of Disability After Dark, I wanted to take a few minutes and introduce myself. I want to let you know who I am, share with you some of my story, and let you know why I think sex and disability is so very important. I'm never really quite sure how to start these intro things on podcasts and how to introduce myself. I could run the list for you of my professional achievements and the work that I've done as a disability awareness consultant, which I will get into at some point. I could run down some of the other things that I've done and and tell you the writings that I've done and who I've written for and all that stuff, but I thought it was more important, seeing as we're going to be spending a lot of time together on this podcast, going really deep into sex and disability, to tell you a little bit about me, my personal story, and who I am. My full name is Andrew Alexander Sean Morrison Gerza. I'm 32 years old. I live with cerebral palsy. I live in downtown Toronto. I'm also a wheelchair user. I am also queer and disabled. My favorite color happens to be blue. I love talking about penis. I love talking about candy too. I also love romantic comedies. And I like it when a guy licks my earlobes. I also like it when a guy licks my asshole. Other things you should know about me. I have a really weird sense of humor. I love to laugh. I love to play, and I think discussing sex and disability is really, 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 really important. I love the topic of sex and disability so much because we never really get to talk about it as openly and as honestly as we should. It's something we still tend to shy away from. We're scared to talk about it. We're fucking terrified to mention the words sexuality and disability in the same sentence. For some reason, that's like the biggest, largest, scariest fucking taboo we have out there today is to have sex and also be disabled. Shocker. It's just terrifying. We should go run under the covers and hide away. And that's kind of why this podcast is so, so important. Because I want to shed light on the issues that affect people with disabilities and their sexuality. And I want to give people a chance to have these conversations, to light up conversations, spark up conversations, set conversations ablaze around sex and disability, really put the fire under our bums to have this discussion openly and honestly. So you may be wondering, why did I call it Disability After Dark? What was the reasoning behind that title for this podcast? Let me explain. Sex and disability is considered one of the most taboo things to talk about. We're kept in the dark when it comes to these issues around sex and sexuality. No one's really talking about it. 
So right there, the names of the self. Disability after dark. But also, there's a misconception that people with disabilities don't have nightlives. They don't party. They don't have fun. They don't have friends. They don't fuck. There's all these misconceptions around sex and disability and sexuality and expressions of sexuality when it comes to disability. So I wanted to play with the idea of taboo, and I wanted to play with the idea of when we have sex and how we have sex, and usually when anybody has sex, we have it in the dark. We have it in the cover of darkness and, and the, the fun and playfulness of that. So I wanted to play with that idea and really play with the idea of taboo, play with the idea of darkness, play with the idea of wrongness around disability, play with all of that and come up with something really cool. And then as I was thinking about it, I was going to name it Doing Disability Differently, Doing Me Differently. I was going to name it Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Sex and Disability But Were Afraid to Ask show. I had so many different iterations of this show in my mind and what I wanted it to be. But when Disability After Dark hit, I was beyond excited. And I just thought, this clicks. This will work. This speaks to disability on so many different levels. And I have to run with it. So I did. And that's where the name came from. And here we are. One of the things that I also wanted to play with with the title while I'm thinking about it, I also like the idea that when we talk about darkness, we think deep, dark, dreary, scary. So I want to I wanna shed light on the fact that sex and disability is a little bit scary. And that's okay. We can, we can play with that. But also I want to talk about sex and disability. I want to go deeper into disability than ever before. So this program will mainly focus on sex. That's my goal, is to illuminate the mythologies and the issues around sex and disability that we, that we all have, but I also want to talk about some of the emotional stuff and some of the ways that sex and disability affect people with disabilities and those without. I want it to be a show that is, that really, 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 truly goes deeper into sex and disability than ever before that really taps into how disability and sexuality feels for everyone involved. I want to talk about kind of the emotions. I want to talk about the aftershocks, the pre-sex, all the things that we never really discover, but people with disabilities are forced to confront more often than not because they can't simply be spontaneous all the time. They have to sometimes plan everything. They have There has to be big discussions. And there's a lot of emotions that get wrapped up within that, that I think we need to uncover and shine a light on. And that's what I aim to do. So while I want to get into the emotional stuff too, I also think it's important that we talk about how playful sex and disability can be and how fun sex and disability can be. And we look at all that stuff. We look at the realities and the, the fun parts of it too and how it, can, it actually brings a lot of joy into your life to be disabled and trying to engage in sex or be a person engaging in sex with a disabled person. There's so many other facets that we don't really explore. We always look at the tough stuff, which we'll get into, of course. But I think the fun stuff is important, too. It's fun. I mean, that's why when you looked at this podcast, you noticed that I am in my wheelchair. But you also noticed that I'm a unicorn. And I chose the unicorn because I felt that the unicorn was a mythical creature, a beautiful creature, a legendary creature. So I wanted to kind of play with the idea that sex and disability is legendary and mythical and fun and kind of people don't seem to think it exists, which is why I think the unicorn 
was a really good representation of that for this podcast. Alright, so if you've listened in this far and you're like, alright, he makes some good points, he wants to talk about sex and disability, that's all well and good, but you're also wondering, who the fuck is this chump and why is he telling us about sex and disability? What is his deal? Who is he? And does he have any right to talk about this stuff? Does he have any experience on which to draw from? Does he have anything of value, really and truly, to tell us? Well, let me start from the beginning. I did not go to school for psychology, psychiatry. I did not formally study the art of sex. I did not write a paper on it. I didn't do any of that for school. I did, however, spend 10 years studying disability and the law, which, as you can see, has done me so well because I'm now choosing to work in sex. I do, however, have the lived experience of a person with disabilities. As I said at the top, I'm a wheelchair user, so I use a wheelchair to get around. I live with cerebral palsy every day, so I know what it is to live with a disability every single day of my life. And I know what that feels like, and I know the experiences that come from that. So, am I an expert? By no means. I don't call myself that. I never consider myself one, because I think those titles are... They are. They elevate me above somebody else, and that's not the that's not the point of this experience. Nor is it the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to bring us together in discussions of sex and disability, and make it something that is a little bit less dark, a little bit less deep, a little bit less scary, a little bit less taboo, and a little bit more real and a little bit more fun. And so, by calling myself an expert and lording that over you guys, that's not going to bring anybody into this. That's not going to make you want to listen to this. What I want to do, and what I've always strived to do in this work, is that I've wanted to bring the experience of disability to you. I've worked four years on my own now as a freelance disability awareness consultant, and I can go into that story a bit. Let me do that, actually. I'll, let me tell you all about where I started and why, why I think I, I can talk about sex and disability. So I introduced you a bit to who Andrew was and kind of my likes and dislikes and all that stuff at the beginning. Let me kind of introduce you to Andrew's foray into sex. I've always been a bit of a sexual person. I've always been fascinated by the idea of sex and intimacy. And so when I was, when I went away to school and I turned 18, 19, I wanted more than anything to have sex. That was my, I wanted to just fit in and have sex. And what I realized when I was trying to engage in these conversations and trying to engage in this reality was that nobody really wanted to talk about sex and disability the way that I wanted to talk about it. Nobody really wanted to engage in it. So throughout school, I kind of had these ideas in my head about how I wanted to talk about disability and queerness and how I wanted to talk about all these things. And I wanted to, I was sharing all these ideas kind of with my friends within university and and sharing these ideas kind of just with people that I knew, but nothing was really coming to fruition because I was like, well, I have to do disability in the law and I need to find a good job and blah, blah, blah. And then cut to about four years ago, about a year since I had been out of school, I decided that I I was sitting at home one day at my computer, at this very computer that I'm doing the podcast from right now, and I was depressed as fuck. I was really unhappy and I was looking for something to do and I had no job and I've been looking for nine to fives my whole, for a month and a half, two months, three months, I was looking for nine to fives and I couldn't find any work. 
my disability was getting in the way of finding jobs that I could actually do. And I was like, well, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm not going to ever find work. And so I started going on websites to look for sex and dudes and that kind of stuff. And so as I was doing that, I was like, I'm going to just send off an email to one of these websites asking them if they have ever had somebody with a disability talk about their experiences being queer. And I wrote one of these websites and they, they, I said, have you, have you ever had anybody tell their story of being queer and disabled? And they said, well, oh my God, we haven't never had that. We'd love to talk to you. I, of course, jumped at the chance to do that. And so they said, can we come to your house and like, and, and photograph you for, for one of our spreads as one of our, as one of our men of the month for our magazine. And I thought, well, that's great. Sure. So I immediately jumped at that chance. I said, sure, I did it. And they asked me what I wanted to be described as. And I, did, I had no title and I kind of just did it and did their thing. And then I realized very quickly that people wanted to hear the story. As soon as that story broke and kind of got on social media and got out there, everybody was like, oh my God, this is, there's this disabled guy. And it went all over um, Toronto and Ontario. People knew who I was. And it slowly started to catch on fire. And so I realized that telling this story was what I wanted to do. Telling my story of being a sexual being with a disability and also being queer was something that I really wanted to embrace. And so, kind of without having any any knowledge of what I was doing, I took a little bit of the knowledge that I learned from my university days studying disability, and I took some of that stuff, and I molded it into kind of the work I do. And I went on, I went on a card, a business card printing site, and I branded myself a disability awareness consultant, not even knowing what those words were, kind of throwing them together. I didn't want to talk about access. I didn't want to talk about, I didn't want to brand myself an accessibility consultant because everybody who is anybody who works in disability has met and dealt with an accessibility consultant. And typically, all they ever talk about is, well, physical accessibility into spaces. That was not what I wanted to look at. I was more focused and more concerned with the emotionalities of disability and sexuality and how sex and disability affected somebody emotionally. And I wanted to make people aware of the emotionalities around disability. Obviously, you can tell the word emotionality is my favorite word of the day. So you get 10 points if you can count how many times I've said it in the past five minutes. Anyway, I wanted to let people know that there was an emotionality, ding, 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 around sex and disability. And so disability awareness consultant seemed like the best because it didn't seem like I was, I didn't want to refer to myself as an activist, didn't want to refer to myself as an advocate because both of those words sounded too kind of preachy for me. And I wanted to do something that would bring people in. So I simply started branding myself as a disability awareness consultant. Again, having no idea what those words meant. And I started going out there and asking to tell my story. And really, it wasn't as structured as it is now, and I didn't really know what I was doing. And I just went to community groups, and I went to podcasts, and I went to magazines, and I went to I went on the Twitter sphere, and I went everywhere, and I started saying, I have a story that I want to tell. My story. Can I talk to you about it? Again, having no clue how any of this would go together and what any of this would come to for me. 
I simply went out there. And so, by that token, I'm no expert in the field. I have no idea. I haven't read all the books. I haven't talked the talk. None of that. But I have lived the experience of somebody with a disability trying to access my own sexuality and my own sex. And I want to share in this podcast, I guess, some of the things I've learned, some of the things I'm still learning, some of the funny moments I've had, some of the heartbreaking moments that I've had, all the stuff that's underneath the topic of sex and disability. When we talk about sex and disability, typically it's so, well, sex and disability is taboo, but people with disabilities deserve sex and they should have it. And then we're done. That's pretty much as far as we go. We don't look at it in, we don't tend to look at it any further than that. That's what I want to do. My goal is to go so deep, so deep and so hard into the conversation of sex and disability that we've uncovered all of it. We've shone light everywhere, that it's completely illuminated, that it's lit up, that we've lit up the conversation around sex and disability. That's my goal. And I, I want to use what I know to bring that story forward. But again, I'm a storyteller. All I want to do is share stories. And I want people without disabilities to come forward and share their stories and their fears around sex and disability. And I want to illuminate misconceptions and reconfigure things and change things all around and make it truly an experience that we can all be a part of. I want sex and disability to be something we can all talk about in whatever way we, we want to so that it gets out there in the public eye and it gets it, it begins to be something that is way, way less mystified than it is right now. So the podcast is going to be fun, it's going to be dirty, it's going to be inappropriate, it's going to be real, it's going to be honest, and it's going to go deep into the discussion of sex and disability. And it's going to light up the conversation around sex and disability, which I'm so excited and excited and proud to do. That's really about it for me for this very first episode. Don't worry, I'm already working on the next couple episodes, but I wanted to just let you know who I am and introduce you to the concept. Whether it's a flashlight, a pitchfork, a lantern, your iPhone, let's shine a bright light on sex and disability together right here on Disability After Dark. See you next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability. Copyright notice. The Disability After Dark podcast, including title, graphic, content, interview recordings, and title music, are property of Andrew Gerza. This podcast cannot be reproduced without permission from the owner.